0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show.
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Can make a from good in the woods,
0: morning, Chattanooga you can area. Tony the year. Sanders Outdoors is live on the air there. from the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. How are you, Professor Trout? I am doing I'm sorry. well. Trout professor,
2: I will answer to anything this morning. It's too early. I'm doing well, Tony. How are you doing this morning?
0: I am outstanding. I'm too may... early. You've been doing this for eight years. This is normal.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I'm thinking it is, but I may not hold the title of Trout Professor much longer. I, uh, your family has been doing a lot of fishing lately. I noticed on Facebook.
0: Yeah, you didn't see me in of those pictures, did you?
2: Uh, n- no, you got that thing called a career and a job, which really cuts <laughs> into our fun outdoor time.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Kyle uh, decided to go to uh, Teleco and uh, landed some trout, but we're going to be talking today to our guest in the first river he ever caught a trout, the elk.
2: Mm-hmm. As
0: as instructed by Trout Professor himself True As I was trying to get my waiters on You're over there And you have him catching trout While in the parking lot
2: Hey, why waste time? Exactly (laughs) So,
0: it worked out well Hey, why don't you introduce our guest?
2: Awesome We've got uh, Let me see here See, I was trying to pull up everything So, we've got Jared DeWright And Jesse McNeil And they are with Southern Pines Guide Service And y'all do the elk River,
3: yes that's correct,
2: and I saw a great photo yeah, a little bit closer to the mic there a little bit closer, and I saw a great photo yesterday of the Elk river uh on your Facebook page, so if they want to follow you, it is uh Southern pines guide service and uh real nice foggy picture yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday I saw the photo may have been posted earlier, but I saw it yesterday, but uh really enjoy fishing the elk. And where else do you go? You do the duck and
3: we will be on the Collins later this year. That's
2: that's the one I want to talk about. That's the one I want to hear about. Love the Collins.
3: The
0: uh, I like the elk. I mean to me that is just a a very underutilized body of water.
2: It really is. So, when you're out there on the elk, what's Let's go ahead and dispel the rumor. There are brown trout in there. But yes. not many.
3: Yes, um, probably ninety percent of what we catch is rainbows, um, and then we do catch a few browns. And then every now and then we'll
2: we'll pull a brook out as well. Okay, I didn't know it had brook in it, but that's how long it's been since I've fished the elk. It's mm-hmm. been a it's been a few days. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah, like three six hundred some odd days. I hadn't been to the elk in forever. <laughs> I have not.
0: I didn't know I had Brooks either. Are they on one end or the other or um we've
3: typically only caught them towards Tim's Ford Dam. Okay. Um probably once you get about 2 miles. we haven't seen very many after that. Gotcha.
0: The um that would be surprising to pull one of those out.
3: Yes. Uh, it's it's
0: kind of like a prize, isn't
3: it? It it really is.
0: The um now I remember one time being up there and we put in usually at the dam area and then kind of walk down and right around the bend where it's deep water and then it goes shallow yes there's some um some older guy um uh, and i mean he probably was 70 with his wife and they were out there and they had this boat kind of a small boat and uh they had motored up from somewhere downriver, and we were asking him well how's the fishing oh, hey it's all right and uh At that time, I don't know that I even know what the limit of browns were on that water. But he opened up this cooler and it was just full of brown. And uh, and I said, well, I guess it is pretty good then. No doubt. So I I don't, there's no telling how many he caught or whatever. I don't know.
3: I I believe the regulations are a little bit different for the browns there. I think it's one brown over 20 inches.
2: Yeah, I think there's a slot on the elk if I'm not is that mistaken. What it is? Yeah. Okay. Well, it it, it may it is now, but it may not have been. Years yes, it ago. may not have been then. <laughs> like, Cause,
0: he had a few. Because
2: they had a slot on the caney for a while, and then they had trophy section on the caney years and years ago, and now they don't have the trophy section anymore. Okay. So, it you know the regulations change, and you you know to be a good angler or outdoorsman, you got to know what the rules are and abide by them. So.
3: I know one thing with Yelk, too I mean your two main access points there are at Ferris Creek Bridge and then Tims Ford Dam, and at both of those they do post the regulations um with us we're we're almost strictly catch and release only so we, we put everything back so we're not really you know looking at those a whole lot hmm. so yeah I like i said i I don't
0: remember I don't even remember when this was it was a while ago, but it, <laughs> it was funny he had a few. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> so uh, what part of the what part of the the do you enjoy fishing the most?
3: Um, the section we do, it's about a nine-mile section from Tim's Ford Dam to Ferris Creek Bridge. Okay. Um, we typically don't fish around Tim's Ford Dam that much. Uh, it's normally pretty covered up with weight anglers. And since we're in a drift boat, we kind of like to give them the right away. way um, We've got nine miles to fish, and, you know, they're, they, they're kind of limited with what they have. Um, but there's some really awesome, you know, small shoals that you hit up. And, uh, those, those are normally pretty fun. In fact, uh, that's where Jesse, you know, one of her favorite spots there as well. Jesse, you're awful quiet over
0: there. This is radio. Quiet is not welcome.
4: (laughs) Oh, I won't be quiet the whole time. Good. Thank you. (laughs) Still just waking up a little bit.
2: I understand. I don't think the caffeine has kicked in quite yet. She's drinking water. I know. That's what I'm saying. The (laughs) caffeine hadn't kicked in quite yet. We need to get this girl some caffeine.
0: I don't know, and I, I heard her. I heard her chatting when she first came in. A little bit of caffeine might really get her going there. Yeah, you, you got to be careful. So, <laughs> so you don't so, want
4: to crank me up too high.
0: <laughs> so how how is it, you fit in? do you guide? Do you do all the other behind the scenes stuff? What's what's the deal with with you from your your side?
4: I don't guide yet, but I'm working up to guiding in the future. Um, so right now, I just try to hit the river as often as I can. Um, I'm a full-time park ranger, so I try to hit it um, with Jared when he comes up. I try to hit it as often as I can, okay, whenever he comes up.
0: So where does where does your station at?
4: Um, I work at South Cumberland State Park, which is located in it's one of Tennessee's largest state parks. is located Grundy, Marion County, Franklin County, and uh, Sequatchie County. Right. But specifically, I'm stationed in the Fiery Gizzard.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. I've always loved the the sound of Fiery Gizzard. I just think that, I just love that name. I don't know why.
4: It's a cool name.
0: It is. Mm -hmm. It's 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 got a
4: variety of cool stories, too, depending on if you want the truth or if you want a good story. Oh,
0: well, the truth, don't let the truth get in the way of something good.
4: That's the policy of every park ranger.
2: (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm. It just Uh, sounds, I mean, Fiery Gizzard, it sounds like, you know, something, a disease that chickens would get. Oh, that that cow's got you know hoof and mouth. That one's got blue tongue. Ah, eh, that one's got fiery gizzard. You know, I mean, I always thought it was you know like some chicken disease or something. Sorry, fiery, that- fiery so, gizzard.
0: That's what you have when you come back from a Mexican restaurant.
2: Oh gosh, yes, <laughs> real fiery gizzard. Sorry,
0: way too much information this early in the morning. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We're we're not serious yet.
2: Oh no, not yet. I, I'll tell you after the uh, Sports Warehouse Chili Cookoff. I definitely had fiery gizzard. Was eating tums trying to put that out. So I don't know if that's the where the term came from or not. All right, let's, let's get
0: let's so. let's get back let's get back on the track. You want to? Yeah, sure, why not? All right. So, how long have you been a park ranger?
4: I've been a park ranger for almost five years now. Enjoy that. I love it.
0: Now, did you go to school for that, or did you go to school for like history? Or natural sciences? What was it?
4: Um, I went to school for natural resource management with the concentration in parks and recreation. Okay. Um, I went to UT Martin in West Tennessee. Sure. And uh, most of your park rangers throughout the state of Tennessee either go to UT Martin or Tennessee Tech, depending on which side of the state you live in. Mm-hmm. Um, they either go to most of them go to one or the other. But th- now there's a lot of other schools offering a lot of uh, outdoor recreation, wildlife programs as well. So we're getting a lot of MTSU, UT Chat, Knoxville, a lot of uh, rangers from from those schools as well. But I always knew I wanted to do something outside, but um, the summer after my freshman, freshman year of college, I worked at the boat dock at Montgomery Bell, and I was pretty much hooked after that. <laughs> sure,
0: I understand. Mm-hmm. And you, how would you get into this world of fishing guidance? So
3: I started fly fishing about 10 years ago Um, when I left the military I kind of needed a new hobby. Um, I'd always fish, you know, primarily fish gear. I'd played around with fly fishing a little bit. Um, Just needed kind of an outlet, just, you know, all that extra pent-up energy and everything. Needed a way to relax. And so I got into fly fishing pretty heavily and um, actually was working with a uh, local outfitters in Georgia and they were like, hey, you should, you should guide. And at that point in time, it was primarily gear. Um. So with that, they closed down, and I was like, well, you know, I've got to find something else to do, and kind of wanted to figure out a way to make, you know, the outdoors a full-time, full-time career. And uh, so after I, you know, w- made a big trip out west, went to Montana, Colorado, Idaho, and I found out there's actually guide schools. Um, ended up going to one of those and got a captain's license, and for the last two years I've been, you know, working towards opening up my own guide service, and then we kicked it off officially, you know, this, this February.
0: Awesome. And you, pr- you guide primarily on the elk right now. Yes, that's correct. You're going, Rob was telling me on the way in that your your goal is for muskie.
3: Yeah, so uh, hopefully next next year we'll be starting to offer some stuff on the Collins for muskie. Okay. Um, part of it is, you know, I love fishing for just about anything that swims. Um, That's, you know, part of being a fly fisherman. Um, So with that, with where we live up in Grundy County, we're actually 30 minutes from two different accesses on the Collins River. So with that, it's kind of, you know, there's not a reason not to get on the Collins and not to do that. I mean, that's what it's well known for. Um, with that as well, it's also stocked, for tra- stocked with trout, and it has some excellent smallmouth fishing as well.
2: How do you think those muskies get that big? They eat all those trout candy. A- exactly.
3: Makes
0: sense. We got to have something to eat, right?
2: Yeah. And muskies are big enough, you know what they eat? anything they want
0: <laughs> they have teeth too, right yes 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 big teeth they can eat whatever they want
2: yes
3: fingers whatever it takes
0: pretty much so did you fish before you got out of the military or
3: yes um i fished since i mean you know i, I hate to be cliche here but you know probably since i was about three years old um mm-hmm.
0: that's all right good place to
3: be cliche no no it's it's one of those things that you know as far back as I can remember I've been doing it, you know. I grew up in the Midwest, um, so we primarily primarily fished gear there. Um, it wasn't until we moved down south and in the mid 2000s when I picked up a
2: fly rod for the first time. So did you, you did you fly fish your way out west when you went on that trip?
3: Yes, I did. Um not as much as I would have liked to. Um, that's a whole different story. It was a lot of it was a really good trip and it was a lot of fun. I took my mom with me. So um you know the original trip was uh, Jared goes fly fishing in Montana, and then I just kind of changed it up to the last minute. I asked my mom, I was like, "Hey, do you want to go on a trip out west? We can see Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, all that good stuff." So she went with me. So um, I ended up fishing a couple times, but it was you know it was an awesome trip. So,
5: hmm.
0: sweet. We'll get into that and much more. Hey, uh, it's it was kind of funny. Kind of let you know where everybody is. We're we're coming to the show this morning, and I said, "Oh man." I forgot my phone. So all you people out there that text me during the show, don't. Because the only people who get it will be my dog. that's probably laying on top of my phone right now. Uh, So if you do want to be part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023. But the funny part of that was, Rob's next question was, well, did you bring your gun? I'm like, duh. So so priorities are right. Phone's at home. Gun's with me. Life is good. Don't call me because I won't answer. Does that make sense?
2: Makes sense. They can right. call me.
0: They can call Rob. Call Rob. He's got his phone and his gun. All right. With that said, we're going to go to our first break of the morning. We'll be right back on Tony Sanders Outdoors.
2: Leads are turning. Bates Fertilizer there. in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Bates has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Bates has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatys. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatys can formulate special blends for your customers by the palette. Your customers will be happy with the great results and so will you. Call Beatys for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatys Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at 80sfertilizer.com.
0: Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to SportsmansWarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging with you, doing a little fishing this morning. Hey, don't forget to uh, today, 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 the uh, Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Green Wings events happening at 11 a.m. at Covey Creek Farms. How do you find Covey Creek? Go to the Cloud Springs Road exit in North Georgia, the first exit in Georgia. Turn right. That would be the Costco exit, for those of you that don't know. Turn right. Go about a mile, and you will see all the signs and stuff on the right. It's easy to find. Big event, Sportsman's Warehouse is the premier sponsor of that event. Every Ute for the first, was it two or three hundred? Three hundred. The first three hundred Utes that come will get a free Green Wings membership courtesy of Sportsman's Warehouse. That would be what I call giving back to the youth. And uh, so that's going to be a great time. I will be there. My grandson will be there. Rob will be there. Everybody will be there. That is anybody in the outdoor world, in the youth world. So,
2: be sure and check it out. It's going to be a great event. It always is.
0: It is fun. Great weather today. Uh, straight Shooters will be there for your bigger kids, so they can um, shoot uh, skeet. The Straight Shooters, which is a national championship team, will be there helping with all the the youth. Uh, there'll be fishing in the ponds.
2: Chattanooga Crappie Club's helping with that. So big shout out to the Chattanooga Crappie Club.
0: The, um, gosh, I, there's going to be BB gun, archery ranges, stuff for the kids, fishing poles, lunch. (sighs) Can't beat it. Entertainment and education too. And even, even the trout professor's going to be teaching how to tie flies and how to cast, right?
2: Correct. Correct. So I will be out there, uh, Tying tying up some bugs and showing kids what we do, how we make fishing flies. So hopefully they'll enjoy that. I think so. All right, kids, go find a dead animal, and we're going to attach it to a hook. All right. That's it. That's it. (laughs) So it'll be a good time. Hope everybody
0: gets out there. So how, uh, now you guys started your business when? Uh,
3: Officially uh, this February.
0: This past February? As in two months ago?
3: Yes. Oh, wow. That's brand new. We we are brand new. So. Well, good
0: congr- congratulations. Always glad to help somebody get get started.
3: The uh, how can let's talk about how they get a hold of you. So you can go to our website at uh, southernpinesguideservice.com. dot com. Um, on there, we've got some email contact stuff like that. Our phone number, which is nine three one eight four one five eight seven seven. You can get in contact with us. You know, email, phone, even even text that number, and we'll get in touch with you as quickly as possible.
0: Okay. Uh, southernpinesguideservice.com,
3: right?
2: Yes, that's correct. Did
0: I get that
2: right? Okay. I like the drift boat, too. I like those stealth craft. They're real nice. They're they're a really sweet boat. Does it row well? It does. You'll have to get out there with me sometime. We'll we'll get you on the sticks. Oh, man. I'm too old to be pulling at the sticks (laughs) anymore. I have done my time pulling at the sticks. Thank you very much. (laughs) I I will be happy to let somebody else row me down the river. We we, we can do that for you, too. Okay. (laughs)
3: Well.
0: You know, I'm thinking, Rob, we should have done some show prep before they got here so we could talk a little more intelligently about what they do. Why didn't you set that up?
2: Uh, I've got other show prep, too. I was just making sure we had enough show prep.
0: No, I'm talking about actually fishing with them.
2: Oh, I did not set that up. Uh, It was a scheduling error on uh, his part. His part. part. You you, you
3: can blame me. It's totally
2: fine. (laughs) And I called, and she didn't answer the phone. So that, I'm throwing them both <laughs> under the bus this morning. So
4: It's okay. It's a team effort. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So
0: let's see what all you guys do. Uh, wow. You, fish. you are a U.S. Ca- Coast Guard captain. Yes. I uh, had some interesting discussions about that. Um, I think that's important, being the Coast Guard captain personally. Uh, I know there's other people that may not feel that way. But I think there's too much that can go wrong on a body of water.
3: I I agree with you 100% on that.
0: Um, I know Richard Sims, who is a guide here, uh, he's a little more passionate about it than even I am. Um, But I I do think it's important. So
3: So with our program, I mean, safety is always going to be number one. Um, And with that, you know, just going through the process to, you know, become a, you know, a licensed captain, that's, that's the biggest thing that they're going to push. I mean, you need to know, the, you know, kind of the rules of the road, what you can do to keep your clients safe, stuff like that. And I honestly just can't say enough about that. There's so many different things that can go wrong on the water. And like with us, um, even on the elk, we're, we're pretty remote. Um, when you get on the elk with us, you're going to get phone service maybe three or four times, you know, briefly the entire trip. So knowing how to handle yourself when things go wrong or, you know, even just basic first aid is going to pay dividends. Um, As a guide, you know, your
2: first responsibility is going to
3: be to keep those people on your boat that are with you safe.
2: I was telling you a story. Uh, When I first started guiding years ago, I talked to uh, a very knowledgeable guide who had been guiding for years and years and years. And I said, all right, I'm, you know, I'm starting out guiding. What wonderful words of wisdom can you impart on me? And there was a pause in the phone call, and he said, "Hmm. Wet clients don't tip, and dead clients don't pay. Safety, safety, safety." safety. <laughs> and I was like, "Hmm. Well, that that pretty much that, that pretty much solves that." So, I'm sorry, that's a little morbid, there, Robert. Well, he, it's r- safety first. If if your clients get wet because you tip the boat over, they're not gonna you know they're not gonna tip. They're if, not gonna appreciate that. They're not gonna appreciate it. And if and if you know, heaven forbid, you lose a client. You know, they're not going to they're obviously you're not getting paid. So. You
3: know what I mean? It, it is a little morbid. But with that, I mean, it, you, you can't take that any more seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, plan for the worst and hope for the best situation. I mean, you don't you never want anything to go wrong, but you always want to be prepared. Absolutely.
0: Uh, no, no, I I'm, I'm I'm joking about the <laughs> So
2: <laughs> Also, also, the other thing he told me was uh, the other words, wisdom, which I'm sure have been imparted to you. The word is guide not God. Guide. There's we can control certain well. things. The weather is not one of them. That is up to the higher power than the guide.
0: You can uh, log on to Tony Sanders Outdoors Facebook page and see the live shot of these two lovely young people that are embarking on this guide service. So how did you end up uh, starting to fish? You said you always want to be outdoors. Did you, have you fished your whole life, Jesse?
4: <clears throat> yes, I've I've fished throughout my whole life basically. Um I'd fish with my my grandpa growing up. Um he lived they lived in uh they live in Houston, Texas. So we'd do like some coastal fishing, some crabbing, some shrimping and stuff like that. Um and then I've always fished with my for, with my dad as well. Um when I I used to work at Real Foot Lake State Park as well and okay. so there's not a whole lot to do in northwest Tennessee, so <laughs> we did a whole, we spent a whole lot of time out on the lake, um, fishing, frogging, during the winter we'd do some duck hunting, or do a lot of duck hunting. Um, so I've I've always fished, uh, I've never really fly fished though until I met Jared, and he introduced me to a whole new world of fishing. It's It's totally different from anything I've ever done, but it's a whole lot more challenging and a whole lot more rewarding in my opinion. Um, so now he's pretty much got me hooked.
0: Good, honest. good for you. <laughs> I love fly fishing. I just the the piece of it. I mean, it, it's not it's not easy. I mean, it's to me, mm-hmm. and I've said this to Rob, and we've had a lot of debates about this. It's very technical. Fishing. Very technical. You know, I can go out with my grandson and a spinning rod, and we can throw on a worm and throw it out there, and we're going to catch something. But this is very technical and very methodical, and but it's it's enjoyable. And it, it's it's kind of like uh, it's it's just that challenge of it that, that I think makes
3: it really interesting. I agree, it's that little extra push. It's kind of like the difference between bow hunting and hunting with a rifle. It's um, <laughs> just, just a little bit more to it.
0: I was going to say that uh, it's it's not unknown. I'm just not a big fan of going to the rifle range. I just I just don't like to do it. I do it because I have to, mm-hmm. but I don't like to. But I can go sit out on an archery range all day long and wear myself out just because I enjoy that, and it's just what's different.
2: Oh, you know, it's it's what you like, and I mean, you know, you found what you like. There's certain, you know, we all found things that we like. Speaking of likes, are you going to bring your fly rod back to Texas and do a little fishing now in the salt?
4: Possibly, I think that'd be a lot of fun.
2: You gonna you gonna go out of Trinity Bay or someplace like that?
4: Um, I'm not quite sure yet.
2: Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: So I got a quick question. Um, You've made reference to, you know, which side of the state owned depending on which school you go to, Martin or Tech, whatever. You talked about real fit. So what part of Tennessee are you from?
4: Uh, Well, originally I'm from Texas. Uh, I was an Air Force brat growing up, so never really had a That's why
2: Rob likes you and brought you in (laughs) now that that I know that. Mm -hmm. I like her. She's a Texan. It's nice to have a Texan in for once because, I mean, her being the only one, me being from Massachusetts, you know.
4: Two totally different place. Yeah. But uh he's from Texas. He's me. from Texas. He's it's from a running me. joke, yeah. Okay. It's a
2: running joke on the show. Everybody says um I was born in Texas, uh, but I moved briefly to Massachusetts. But because I moved to Massachusetts, I therefore lost my southern citizenship and became a Yankee. And then I infiltrated back down to the South. So I'm a Texas Yankee.
4: Texas Yankee,
2: oh yeah. yeah. D- don't
4: don't
3: feel too bad. I'm from central Illinois originally so
2: you know what I'm thinking, carp guiding. Yeah, <laughs> carp guiding. I, I have I have caught some carp on the fly, just not. No, we're talking the silver carp with shotguns and a oh. boat. Oh,
4: I've had a couple of those end up in my boat at real foot. Uh huh. Yeah. People getting hit by them on a pontoon tour—that's mm-hmm. yeah. a surprise. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> All right. So from Texas, you went to where in, in Tennessee?
4: Uh, I mean from. I was born in Texas, but okay. we didn't I didn't live there very long, but that's where family is, so sure. that's that's kind of where I'll always call home. But when mom retired from the Air Force in, in nineteen ninety nine, uh, we ended up in Dixon County, Tennessee. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: My family's off from Carroll County, so Okay. I know mm-hmm. West Tennessee probably as well as I do East Tennessee. So
4: I'm yeah. learning East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Good. Good
0: deal. Mm-hmm. All right. We're gonna go pay some bills. Uh, if you want to be part of this show, give us a call. 267-1023. 267-1023. Four two three two eight zero three six seven seven.
1: It sits Welcome above back, the Tony Center's Outdoors,
2: on a couple hanging
0: with you mountain mountain and the team mountain mountain at Southern Pines Guide Service.
4: Sure
2: JJ, Jared JJ. and Jesse.
4: <laughs> JJ. JJ. That works for us.
0: Jared and Jesse so uh you guys officially started in February yes and uh you, you are you excited do you think this is gonna get go somewhere
3: we're really excited um it's slowly taking off um you know some of the flooding this spring kind of slowed us down a little bit um, with pretty much every you think every <laughs> water system being just totally blown out well no you you just didn't have to you
0: didn't have to uh you didn't have to get you no know, the water came to you you didn't have yeah, to get it, exactly
2: exactly literally you didn't have to row as hard I mean you know you put in at Chickamauga and you're in what uh savannah in like you know half an hour oh yeah
3: i know like with the elk we flowed it you know around 300 cfs and i know that the the last couple weeks of the flooding i think that it was getting blown out with like nine over nine thousand cfs good so it cleaned it out pretty well fish still there so the the fish are <laughs> still there um we've been out the last three weekends on it and um it didn't fish as well as it did last year but i know that twra you know it's being stocked heavily um, they dropped in some of those brood fish, so if you look on Facebook, you're going to see some pretty pretty big fish coming out of it. Um, we'll be back out again on it uh, Sunday, and we're looking forward to that because it's you know each weekend we go out is drastically changing and drastically getting better.
2: So,
0: what's your experience on the elk?
2: Um, small fish, small flies, mainly rainbows that were stalker in you know stocker in length and inches you know just bait your basic soccer fish which are fun to catch but in certain parts of the river I'm catching maybe near some creek run-ins and stuff like that I'm starting to pick up some warm water species and I've caught some decent smallmouth on the elk um, the duck which is over also in that area Probably more of a warm water fishery, or at least I think it is. I've caught a lot of warm water species on that one. And the Collins, I I witnessed a guy boat a monster muskie on a fly, and I had this, I thought it was a log that was in the water, but it actually followed my fly, and it turned (laughs) out it was a muskie, but I didn't get a chance to hook it up. But on the elk, small fish, small flies is always what I've heard. And I mean, by small, I mean 18, 20 size we
3: uh, you know, we'll we'll start out with some size 14 nymphs. Um, a lot of indicator fishing. Um, and there's some good streamer fishing, if if you want to call it that. Um, when you're you're really correct in small fish, small fly. But with that, I mean, last year, you know, we had up to some 20 inch browns. Um, and then some rainbows getting into the 14, 16 inch range. Um, when you when you're up near Thames Ford, you know, you're gonna get a lot of those smaller fish. Um. But then, as you get kind of past that, you're gonna start getting you know some fish that have been there longer, you know some holdover stuff like that um and uh' we're definitely working on you know throwing some some big meaty streamers for some of the browns. we know that they're there um and we've seen them. we've we've got some bigger ones doing that, but um we we haven't seen a whole lot of consistency there yet
5: hmm.
0: I'm sitting there looking at their website, okay I'm thinking I'm thinking uh. A drift boat trip. Oh, yeah. Full you, day.
2: Full day? Yeah. Am I rowing?
0: No, he's rowing. Okay, good. Full <laughs> day, then. No, we'll full day it is, sure. Down, I got no problem got with that. Stream okay. and downstream, right?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> both ways.
4: <laughs> he's strong. He'll take you anywhere.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she, she's been on there. Uh, a lot of times we do uh, carry a kicker motor on the drift boat. Right. Um, there's, there's a couple sections of frog water. Oh,
2: that's cheating. <laughs> that's you, cheating. You, know, you
3: say that, but we want to maximize our client's time where, you know, we can put them on a fish, you know, you know, consistently. Um, if
2: I'm not rowing, I don't care if they're using a motor or an <laughs> oar.
3: And then the only reason
2: it's cheating is because I didn't have a motor. That's why it's cheating. <laughs>
3: well, I have definitely done it my fair <laughs> share of times with just rowing and it's not bad, but you know, when, generally when it's just us or, you know, it's just me taking out somebody, you know, as a buddy or something like that we won't take the motor but when we've got clients on the boat we want to maximize their time plus it's nine miles and it is a, you know it, it's kind of a lazy river it's not moving real fast so you've got a lot of water to get through and you know yeah. our trips you know we say hey you know eight hours minimum you know maybe 10 it's a long day yeah, yeah. now with that we definitely get out you know at several different locations and do some wade fishing and also you know we do a, a full shore lunch as well on our full day wade trips
2: i want to talk to you about the shore lunch but a, another quick aside I uh, was taking out a client and his wife, and they'd never fly fished. And they, I've got, at the time, my truck, I've got the drift boat hooked up to my truck, and the woman walks up to the boat and goes, where's the engine? I said, you're looking at him, ma'am. You're going to row all day? Yes, ma'am. Wow, I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am.
3: I've gotten, I've gotten some of that. So It is downstream. It is, and a lot of people don't realize that with the drift boat, you're actually back rowing the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you're just sliding side to side. Um, and that, that's generally an interesting conversation with people that have never been on a guided drift boat trip or something like that because, you know, after a while, they, they kind of look at you funny and like, you know, it doesn't look like it's that much work. Like it, it's a mm-hmm. lot of work. You have to know where to put the boat and everything, but, it's you know, for me, it's relaxing. I really enjoy rowing.
2: I enjoy the rowing except when you get – the rivers that I've hit, like the Bighorn, you're you're going along fine, and I've rode the Bighorn, I've rode the the Little Red, the White, and there's certain places where you know you get going, you get into a good spot, and then you've got to like back row and, and slide, yeah, and you're you're pulling at the oars, and you're pulling you know as hard as you can to you know slide your way through you know a V or a rock situation like that, but no. Oh, yeah, people but, always would tell me hey there's a rock coming up yes thank you <laughs> appreciate that that's why I'm. that's why i'm going around it
0: and see yeah. my, my experience on a drift boat is like i want to fish over here I fish over here go over get here, over
2: here. Get, over here. <laughs> get over here get over here go over here go over here that i've had that one too hey we should be on the other side of the river who's the guide
3: yeah and that that's something <laughs> i ran into and i think uh, it, it'll never stop but you know kind of back to your guide not god comment earlier um you can only do so much. I mean, and one of the big pros to being in a drift boat is you get to fish spots that normally you don't get to waiting. But with that, you know, the, the people that are used to waiting all the time, they don't understand, you know, hey, we get to go nine miles. You're going to get a lot of shots at fish, a lot of different locations. And sometimes, I mean, if you want to fish this spot on the left of the river and there's, you know, another sweet looking spot, you know, 50 feet away on the right side
2: of the river with a drift boat, sometimes you just can't always slide it over there for them. You can try but it won't happen. Speaking of shore lunch, and now that we're on the food already this morning, as we <laughs> normally do every Saturday morning, somehow we've always managed to get on to food. You do, I've heard you do a real good drift lunch is what so, I've heard.
3: So we did take a very different approach to, you know, kind of the standard um, to the shore lunch. Um, that's probably one of the things that sets us apart a little bit from the other guide services in Tennessee. Um, and I, I know that there are some that do things similar to what we do. But when we talk about a shore lunch, you know, going to guide school, seeing, you know, that was prepping me to go to Alaska or, you know, a guide shop out west and, you know, what's expected out there. Um, the biggest thing I can say right off the bat is, you know, you're never going to get a cold sandwich with Southern Pines Guide Service. Um, when we talk about a shore lunch, we set up, you know, a legitimate table, chairs. Um, we fire up a grill and um, we like to offer steak, salmon, baked potato, corn on the cob, you know, a salad, soup, stuff like that. We like to really take that <laughs> to the next level.
4: Tony's You're doing good with us. You, you
2: really do. Yeah, Tony's over there. His eyes are getting big, steak, potatoes. I
3: mean, did you,
0: this is like restaurant quality food here. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm used to, you know.
5: <laughs> a, package of crackers a and a Diet and a, Coke. A, a and, sandwich and in a baggie. Hey, we,
3: we, we definitely have the crackers, the chips, and the snacks and everything. But, you know, when we set up for the, the shore launch, it, it's a
2: legitimate, like, lunch. I'm talking the crackers with you bring your own potted meat, you know. Oh, yeah. No, no, we don't do that. So, <laughs> Dang.
0: Sounds like they're like
3: trying to do it the right way. No, And, and, and we are. Um, you know, it's nothing against anybody else that's out there, you know, guiding in Tennessee. But with the fly fishing stuff, I mean, there, there's a premium on that trip. Um, it, it's not cheap. So, and what, you know, I saw is, you know, you go out west, you, you go to Alaska, anything like that when you're, by the day the prices don't really change so you know we're we're new we're young and we want to be here you know long term you know we want to make a you know this kind of take up our entire career and lifetime so we we really wanted to do some things to set us apart
2: that'll do it that food will do it I'll tell you right now and
3: and it also on those those really slow days on the river it definitely makes a difference (laughs) oh yeah and then I, I have been challenged. I mean, I've had some people talk to me like, well, you know, you don't, you don't feel like that takes up too much time in the day. And what we do is, you know, on the elk, we have a very specific spot that we stop. I think it's pretty common for all the guide services to stop there. Um, but part of the reason we stop there is, you know, while we set everything up, the clients get to wade fish. It's kind of, you know, on their own time. They get to go down, you know, several hundred yard bank. Um, and then, you know, they get about 30 minutes. We get everything set up pretty quickly, um, get the grill going, get everything, you know, cooked. And then they sit down while they're sitting down eating, you know, I go ahead and start breaking down the grill and all that stuff. And I mean, honestly, the most are really waiting where they're not fishing is maybe 15 minutes as I load up the boat. And that's, you know, that's a, you know, that's a really long stretch for that amount of time. Um, normally, it's about five minutes. We're pretty quick. We, we've, we've definitely had some practice. So, you know, and like we touched on earlier, you know, we officially, you know, kicked off our business in February. But um, all last year, we were on the out, you know, guiding buddies, family members, um, people that would, you know, just getting into fly fishing, you know, just getting them out on the water so that we could run our program. Um, and that's, you know, we were able to fine-tune it and really research. Exactly, you know, yeah. figure out what worked, what didn't work, um, because that's going to change a little bit on every river.
0: Hey, uh, we've got just a couple minutes here before the break. Um, a little bit different speed fishing. Uh, Major League fishing is uh, hitting Dayton Tennessee this week. This is the fourth stop on the MLF tour and uh, that's going to be happening in Dayton Tennessee April 9th through the 14th. so it's a f- five days. Wow. I didn't realize it was that long. I didn't either. Uh, th- of course this is not this is not this is not uh, weekend fishing here. this is big time stuff and uh, so this is going to be happening uh, looking forward to that seeing what happens out of that but that is coming up this coming week. So uh, go to uh, majorleaguefishing.com, majorleaguefishing.com to find out a little bit more about it so you too can go up there and enjoy yourself in Dayton, Tennessee.
2: I got a little something here sticking with the fish. Uh, Jack's Bait and Tackle, Uh, everybody knows where Jack's is. You get all your great worms and stuff there. They are having a crappie contest for april there's no entry fee all crappie must be alive and weighed at the bait shop they will have first and second place first place is a crappie rod combo and a gift card second place is a combo and a fifteen dollar gift card remember ten inch minimum on the crappie so if you want to participate in that throughout the month of april stop by jacks bait and tackle
0: sweet all right let's go pay a bill we'll be right back tony sanders outdoors Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs, Sportsman's
2: Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Bates can formulate special blends for your customers by the palette. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com.
0: Last Welcome back. We Wrapping up this first hour of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Can't find show crap, Rob. I've lost it.
2: Well, can me run down the outdoor calendar real quick? Yeah, that'll work. Uh, coming up today, the Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival out at Covey Creek Farm. 11 to 3, bring all your youths out there and let them have a great time. All the conservation organizations are going to be out there. And the first 300 kids are going to get a free Green Wing membership by the primary sponsor, who is your Sportsman's Warehouse. They will also be out there, and they're giving away a camping package out there today, too. So some lucky kid will win that. Coming up on May 4th, Sportsman's Warehouse Dream Tournament out of Chester Frost Park. It's going to start at Safe Light. Come out. uh, We will be probably broadcasting live. I will be out there in coat and tie and all that other great stuff because, once again, it is graduation weekend. Then on the 1st of June, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation Banquet is going to be at a Hamburg Shrine starting at 5 p.m. Doors open up there. And on the 5th of September, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center Sporting Clays event is going to be out at Benton Sporting Clays. That will be talked about a little bit more when time gets closer. But start your sh- practice shooting so you can come out and shoot for the Medal of Honor Heritage Center.
0: There you go. Hey, uh... Roberto, what Sir? did you think? We have a new perch record in the state of Tennessee.
2: I saw that. Isn't that thing was huge. Did you was. see the photos? I
0: did. I did. It was it was it was it was bright and big.
2: It was portly.
0: Very portly. very healthy. Very
2: portly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it
0: was caught in what body water? It uh, was a, a free-flowing free stream.
2: Right. It, uh let's see here.
0: Oh, it, I got the story up. I, yeah. I found show prep. Mhm.
2: I sent you show prep. I told you I sent you. It was caught at uh, a number three. Yep. And, um, the gentleman, Mr. Lorenz of Michigan now has the Tennessee perch record of, and I'm looking for the numbers from the, it was, there was two pounds, three ounces. That's a huge yellow perch.
0: So I got a question since I'm, I'm surrounded by fishing people in reading the story. They made the decision where they were going to fish based on where the eagles were circling. Mm-hmm. Where the was it was eagles, right? Correct. Just because the eagles circling,
2: we think there's fish right there. Apparently, there was. Of course, there is. If an eagle circling, America, <laughs> America, go fishing, America, fish there. So they're
0: getting ready to dive. That's at least that's what, according to his grandfather, mm-hmm. they're getting ready to dive and get their own food. And it would make sense because the bright yellow of a perch would probably shine up through the water where an eagle would see it as well. Correct. I have never thought about. I've watched the birds, especially in saltwater, but I never thought about watching it where an eagle is circling to decide where I want to fish. And apparently, that was the the thing that that drove them to fish where they did. Uh,
2: apparently, it was. But I'll i i'm with you in salt water i watch where the birds are never actually use that tactic in freshwater um i've seen a lot of ospreys dive in the water out on the lake up there but i don't run over there and throw a line in but maybe i should start
3: Does, I, do you do you use nature like that a little bit it, dep- it depends how rough the day it is <laughs> how, how you know um no, but there there's a lot to that um I know, like with striper, they'll watch for some of the birds when the striper round up the shad, stuff like that. I'm um, on the elk. We just have constant wildlife, so I, I don't pay attention to it as much there. Hmm. Um,
0: Is there a lot of competition on the on the elk? Are there a lot of other guides?
3: There's some other guides Is on there?
0: there. Okay. I just I've <laughs> never I've never had a guide up there. I fished I fished I like the elk, um, but I've also never. I've never I've never been on a boat on the elk.
3: It's it's another, you know, it's it's one of the rivers that I really feel is underrated. Um when when you hear TWA talk about it, it's one of the highest yielding trout streams in the state. Um it's generally slam packed full of, you know, trout. Um this year has been a little rough just with the flooding, but I mean last year we the numbers that we were producing were just amazing. Um and it was consistent. I mean, uh you're consistently getting shots at fish for nine miles, right. and that's, that's pretty incredible.
0: My uh, my son, who we were talking about earlier, just went to the Teleco, was actually talking about going to the elk uh, very soon.
3: I'd, I'd highly recommend it, especially right now, um, especially with those broodfish that they released in there. Sure.
2: Mm. I like catching the big broodfish.
3: Yes.
0: I don't really care. I like to catch any of them. Mm.
2: True. But I like the big ones. That's because, you know, when I fish, that's all I fish I only fish with big ones. Of so course, of course. Know, you
0: know. All right, we got about a minute here before we wrap up this. He's a fisherman.
3: We got to watch him.
2: We, we all lie a little bit. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Who are you kidding? We're fishermen. Um, anyway,
3: the, uh, tell everybody again how to get a hold of you. Uh, you can check us out at SouthernPinesGuideservice.com or give us a call at nine three one nine three one eight four one five eight seven seven i was gonna give jesse a second here
2: i've got it right here you you, you can scoot over with me
3: (laughs) 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 no you can also check us out on facebook as well um southern pines guide service so
0: there you go what's the number again rob
2: Area code (laughs) 931-841-5877, or email them at southernpinesguideservice at gmail.com.
0: All right, we're going to go and uh, get the news, and we'll be back after the top of the hour. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. I can make a living from walking Welcome
0: in back. The Hour number two of Tony bad, Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with I you this Saturday really morning. And a beautiful Saturday day. morning it is. Looking forward to uh, getting out with the Utes at Ducks Unlimited today. Going to be a lot of activity in there. My grandson is excited.
2: <laughs> of course he is. It's outdoors. It's fishing. It's it's all kinds of great stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, he's pumped. He's ready to go. So, um, And I haven't even told him exactly what all was going to be doing.
2: Oh, good. That would be a surprise. Yeah, I, and that's
0: what it. I, I didn't want him to know. I wanted him to just kind of go over there and go into overload. Because <laughs> <laughs> there will be a lot of stuff to, to overload
2: him. His eyes are going to be as big as dinner plates. So
0: that's going to be a fun day. Uh, I want to do a shout-out to our buddy, Keith Watson, who, um, you know, most people, the, the white truck that I drive – is was actually his truck. I bought it from him when he got his truck from his buddy out in uh, Wyoming. Well, he decided to uh, total it
2: yesterday. I think somebody else made that decision for him. Okay, but, uh, somebody
0: else made that decision for him. Yeah. Uh, I will not use... Uh, I, I can't use all the language that he, he did in describing the accident. But he said it was amazingly how quick stuff flashes before your, your eyes. And, uh, and <laughs> he said the last thing... You, he thought was, oh blank, this is not gonna be good. Yep. <laughs> and but and I've I've been in a couple of wrecks like that where everything just kinda slows down and you realize this is not gonna and, and he said he, he did remember spinning towards opposite traffic. Oh. And um but luckily stopping in a medium, which was not that big, I'm surprised he stopped and looking at it because yeah. uh he's actually I'm looking at a picture of it. He's actually in, he's actually on the other side of the road, but the median is only maybe a truck wide. If maybe, that. It's very small. and um, But it was enough to get him stopped before getting out into the other traffic. But someone pulled out in front of him, and he made the wise decision to hit the back of their car instead of where he was aiming, and which would have probably not ended well for the, the other person. So good for him. I'm glad he's okay. Chit-chatted with him last
2: night.
0: He's in the market for a new truck,
2: (laughs) I do believe. Well, maybe we can talk him into a a white truck with a few (laughs) thousand miles on it there. Uh, I I know a friend who's got one that would be happy to talk to you, Keith.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you want to buy it back, Keith? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I bet I haven't driven it 2,000 miles since I got it.
2: I know. City. That's what I was saying. Hey, garage kept, you know, hey, sweet deal. <laughs> sweet deal, Keith. Just letting you know. Glad you're all right, Keith. Yeah, I'm glad he is, for sure. All right.
0: Now, we have in the house uh, two people. We're going to get a little bit into to you, um, Jesse, because you have some interesting background as well. Southern Ponds Guide Service, it's a new guide service. started out in um, Middle Tennessee. Guide predominantly on the elk, right? Yes, that's correct. Elk, duck, do you do duck too? Yes,
3: yes. So uh, we actually, Monday, we're purchasing a, a new boat. We're getting a 14 and a half foot raft from Stealthcraft. And um, once we get that in, we'll definitely start kicking off some half day floats on the on the duck.
0: Okay, so you got the duck, the elk, and then the Collins eventually.
3: Yes, the Collins eventually. So our plan is um, we're, we're slowly, we'll, we'll be using the raft on the Collins as well. Um, but we, we want to steadily grow. Um, so if, you know, the goal was for early 2019, get the raft and the goal for the end of this year, early 2020 is to actually buy a 16 foot jet boat as well. Sweet.
2: River sled, baby. That, that'll be a lot River sled. of fun. <laughs>
0: oh, I bet it will be. I want be, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a living now. This is exactly. not, this is exactly. not all play.
3: So.
2: It's a business expense. Yeah. Exactly. You get write right off your taxes. <laughs> You know you're talking to a CPA. <laughs> right? I know, I know. That's too funny.
0: Well, good, good for you, and uh, and I hope uh, I hope it hope it keeps growing. Jesse, you're a park ranger. Yes, I am. At Cumberland, South Cumberland, South, South Cumberland,
4: mm-hmm. South Cumberland State Park. There's three parks in Tennessee with the name Cumberland in it.
0: Not that we would want to confuse people or anything.
4: Well, uh, I mean that we get called. Everybody gets calls for each other all the time. They'll call South Cumberland wanting to. Uh, reserve a cabin, and it's like, well, our cabin is an eight-and-a-half-mile hike down a trail, and it's wooded bunks, so I think you mean to call Cumberland Mountain. <laughs> uh,
0: so, so, no, the South Cumberland is in?
4: It's in uh, Grundy County, Marion County, Sequatchie, and Franklin counties. So where,
0: Where's the actual, if if I want to top it in to go there, what?
4: Our visitor center is located yeah. in Mon Eagle, Tennessee. Okay.
0: Oh good lord! I didn't realize it was way over there. Mm-hmm. It's over at Swanee. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's it's a pretty massive park. Uh, we span about just under thirty-one thousand acres. Now, how so many how many
0: rangers are there?
4: We have seven rangers and three managers.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you went to school studying
4: natural resource management with the concentration in park and recreation.
0: So, as as a park ranger, do you spend a lot of time? Um, on the recreational side of parks, or do you spend more time doing the the resource management side of
4: parks? Well, me personally, I do. I guess uh, more of the recreation. Uh, every ranger has their own strengths, right? And mine, I'm my strength is interacting with people. Um, so uh, on the fire, you get into the, the park. That's you, you get hammered with people, and uh, so and we do as park ranger. We also do a lot of education as well. So. Uh, constantly doing guided hikes, um, birds of prey programs, snake programs, pretty much any kind of programs where we can get people to stop and listen to us, basically.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Jared said that you could uh, talk to somebody for 30 minutes about a tree and keep them interested.
4: <laughs> I don't know necessarily, necessarily about a tree, but... <laughs> hey, she, she's it, done it with me. <laughs> it's, it depends. Uh, hemlocks are pretty important, there so... See, <laughs> yeah. And aren't we
2: losing those? Because of some blight or something.
4: Yeah, we have the hemlock woolly adelgid, unfortunately, which is okay. a teeny tiny little beetle that will absolutely obliterate our hemlock trees. Um, but the state of Tennessee actually has this interesting group of people called the Hemlock Woolly Adelgid Strike Team, <laughs> and they. I
2: uh, got, got this picture in my mind right now. These guys rappelling out of helicopters. <laughs> Black, it's the same black, black helicopters.
3: helicopters. <laughs> That's what I thought when I heard it for the first time. Like,
0: What's strike? it called? I'm
5: sorry.
4: The Hemlock Woolly Delridge Strike Team. And uh,
0: now, all right, yeah. not to offend anybody from the what is it?
4: From the we'll just say the Strike Team. The Strike Team. Yeah.
0: The Hemlock Strike Team. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I, if I offended you, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just. I think either A. I, I keep seeing these guys coming out of helicopters, repelling. You know, with you know, they right to get the woolly. Whatever it was, mm-hmm. with, with
4: the hemlock Willie Delgid.
2: Getting the yeah. I just, go 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 go. I'll
4: well, say they, one, get it, get it. They are pretty hardcore. I mean, because they they hike every inch of our park right. basically. So even areas where we don't have trail, they're still hiking it to uh, to treat our hemlocks. They have a, they have a spray where they they treat them that acts as both a uh, a treatment and a prevention, mm-hmm. um, all in one. So trees that ha- that don't have the HWA. Um, they'll still treat those trees to try to prevent them from getting it, and so they go into some very remote and very rugged areas. Um, so they're 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 pretty serious, and we're we're super grateful for them. They've, oh, absolutely. They uh they're working on the fiery gizzard right now, and they they flag all the trees in a uh, that they're gonna tr- that they're going to treat in hot pink tape. And we've been getting a lot of people coming up to the house because uh, we live on the park and. Uh, we get a lot of people coming up to the house asking what the deal is with the hot pink tape. Because I guess they think we're probably, like, getting ready to cut down just tons of trees. It's like, no, we're we're treating it. We're trying to save them. We're that. trying to save mm-hmm. the trees, yeah.
0: That's pretty interesting. It is. You know, and, and that's, again, that's the part of it that nobody really understands what kind of effort goes into, I mean, we're sitting there laughing about the
5: you know, the name
0: not out, the concept the name yeah. repelling out of a black helicopter to save the hemlocks but in in essence you get like you said you got a hardcore group of guys that, mm-hmm. and women that are out there um hiking into nowhere very remote finding, finding hemlocks mm-hmm. treating them tagging yep. them and then moving on
4: mm-hmm.
0: yep that's serious so, stuff yeah
4: and it's a lot of this area that they're going into i, I mean i i say it's it's really rough and rugged like easy to break an ankle.
0: Sure. Oh, absolutely.
4: Going into. So like mad mad respect.
2: Speaking of breaking ankles and all that, um do the park rangers do y'all do a lot of uh somebody gets lost do do you do a lot of hey, we got to go find this person or bring this person back down the trail. Somebody went up a trail and were un- was unprepared or tripped or something. Do you do a lot of checking on people?
4: Every weekend. <laughs> Okay every weekend or every week, I guess that I have done several weekday rescues as well. Um, he's been around for a lot of them where I'll actually have to leave in the middle of dinner sometimes to to go get somebody who uh, who has injured themselves on the trail or a very common thing um, all times of the year are people just not being prepared and so they're they're going out to start a to start a hike that's too long too late in the day or they just don't they don't have a map with them so they don't even necessarily know what they're doing other than uh i've heard of the fiery gizzard trail so i'm gonna go hike it they don't understand that it's a 13 mile from end to end trail so they'll just they'll go with no plan whatsoever
0: it's not a gentle sloping hike either is it?
4: oh no and then so no it's a very rugged it's a very rugged trail even the beginning of it i mean um just the northern end of the Fire Gizzard Trail, there's a two-mile day loop called the Grundy Forest. And just that little loop is a, still a pretty strenuous loop because um, you're on the Cumberland Plateau. So everything is rocky, and it's right. a trail that was built um, in the 70s. So it's been well-worn. So it's very rocky, very rooty, um, very easy for people to, to twist an ankle. Sure. Even a person who's in shape and prepared, it's very sure. easy for somebody to twist or break an ankle.
0: Sure. There you go. Let's go to John. Hey John, how are you?
1: Hey Rob. Hey Tony, how are you guys this morning? Doing mm. well, sir. Wonderful. Yeah. Just wanted to ask the your guest, the 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 young lady that's the fourth ranger about the Woolley Diligence and just how
0: far into Tennessee are they and what's the prospect of how many of hemlocks they, the state thinks that their strike team will be able to save uh, from having to be removed because i know it's been a it's kind of like up in east tennessee where they've got the emerald ash borer taking out a lot of the trees up there and the woolly
1: diligence are 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 doing about the same to the hemlocks in our state
4: well i'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the on this at all um that's that the strike team are kind of like the the brains of the operation. Um, but unfortunately, we have several areas of the park that, that have been hit with the, the hemlock woolly adelgid. And so we're hoping that this treatment will help us save essentially all of them is what we're hoping. I can't really speak for the other areas of, the, of Tennessee because um, I, I stick pr- primarily, mostly on my park. Um, but, I mean, hopefully we're going to be able to save them all.
0: Okay. I appreciate it. Thank thanks, Rob. Uh, thanks, Tony. See you, John. See you, John. Bye. We've had several um, things that have infested trees. Uh, what was it that took out all the pine trees? Um, pine beetle. Was it was mm-hmm. the pine beetle? I think so. I mean, it, it just devastated.
2: So. I'll defer to you. You're probably more up on that than I am. Uh, no, um,
4: okay. not necessarily, but I believe it is called the pine beetle.
0: I mean, it. I know it devastated pines.
2: Um, the one, the one place I think I saw, I think that was the pine beetle. If you go up to, uh, what's the highest point in Tennessee? Somebody help me. Mount
4: Klingman's uh, Dome. Clingman's
2: Dome. Though mm-hmm. a lot of those mountains up there had a lot of pine, and they're just these now. Just there's no green. It's just this stick sticking up. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was from the pine beetle, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Last time I took a trip to uh, out to Colorado. My mom and I went up to uh, went up to Pikes Peak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could see lots of devastation up there too from it.
0: All right. Well, it's. uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize our producer was answering the phone. So we're going to uh, head to a break here in just a second. And when we come back, we'll get to whoever's on the phone. This is uh, Tony Sanders Outdoors, and we'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. And select from over 6700 guns offered online then you can have it shipped directly to the store everyday low prices no shipping charges and no processing fees don't forget to sign up and register for the sportsman's warehouse loyalty card this will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events be sure to like them on facebook for prizes promotions as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great
2: indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Bates has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Bates can formulate special blends for your customers by the palate. Go to the pros at Bates Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at batesfertilizer.com.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Are There's a
0: Hanging with you this Saturday morning. Let's go talk to Ross Malone. Hey, Ross, how are you?
1: Good morning, guys. Thank you. Uh, we're looking for an exceptional day. The weather is just going to be fabulous, and we're looking to hit our 300 Green Wings and Varsity folks to hit our target there today. So we're excited, like you were saying earlier. <laughs>
0: I think, it, uh, I think it'll I think it be a good day.
1: Uh, one thing, uh, I guess, Rob, yeah. um, do you need a table? Yes, sir, I do. <laughs> okay, I'll try to get you a table set up, maybe even a, a booth or a pop-up. Uh, uh, we- the trout are so large, guys. Um, we're thinking we may lose a few rods in the water because the kids aren't holding on to it. uh they 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 are fighters. I mean, they just come up and pull it and right out of your hands if you're not holding on to it. So there's going to be some excitement around the pond this year for sure.
2: No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, we've got a uh, easy up coming, uh, but we could use the extra table because we've got some handouts and some. I think we've got some coloring pages for the kids too.
1: Okay, I'll try to get you a table out there. Thanks, sir. You'll be out there. But the big tree, by the pond. And like I say, we're looking forward to it. We thank you all for. Uh, advertising, and getting the word out, and we've sold over a hundred and like twenty something memberships online. So that's uh, a little bit ahead of last year. So Good deal. even with the soccer and the ball, you know, going on baseball, we think we're still going to hit our target of three hundred. And we sure do appreciate Sportsman's helping us give those memberships away.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'll see you out there this morning.
1: All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. appreciate you. See you.
0: It's going to be a good time, good time to get your your kids out there and, uh, you know, I posted on Facebook and it's really true. I get a lot of single moms asking, hey, how can I, how can I introduce my my children to the outdoors? This is a great opportunity. Don't cost you a thing. Everything's paid for and uh, it's going to be a good four hours of your youth being introduced to all things outdoors, Mm -hmm. fishing, hunting uh... Wildlife, uh, law enforcement, all of them. Uh, so get out there and, and check it out. It's Covey Creek Farms, right across the state line, first exit. Take a right, go about a mile, and uh, you'll see the signs on the right. It's that easy. So get out there. All right, in the house we have Southern Pines Guide Service, Captain Jared Deright, and I don't. I'm just Jesse. Just <laughs> Jesse. Just Jesse. Ranger Jesse. Ranger Jesse. Say
4: Ranger Jesse.
0: <laughs> so uh the they are they are the team that makes up Southern Pines God Service and you can reach them at I'm going to give the number this time cuz I can do it. <laughs> I can do it better than you guys. 931-841-5877 931-841-5877 uh, or check them out on um, the web at southern dot com, that's correct. Or on Facebook, same thing. Service dot com. See some
3: pictures and stuff.
2: We'll, we'll be getting some new pictures up soon in the next week or two. Cool. It's pretty much that's my Facebook feed. Is you know I, 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 being a member, of trout and limit all that. It's just pretty much my wife will look at my Facebook feed and she'll go, "It's just fishing porn." That's all it is. Yeah, it's, we, we it's can, a can have a lot worse hobbies though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Mm -hmm. speaking of fish, uh, the TWRA is welcoming comments for its 2020 to 2022 fishing regulations, so if you want to share an idea with the TWRA about a fishing regulation that you think needs to be implemented, there is a comment period going on from Monday, April 11th through Tuesday, the 23rd. Public comments uh, will be considered by fisheries managers and may be presented as proposals for changes to the regulations. So you can go to comments at tn.gov, please include fish comments in the subject line, and you can make a recommendation and be a part of helping out the state of Tennessee with regulations that you think need to be the,
0: implemented. um, the, um and, and if you believe most people on Facebook, um, we don't read your comments anyway, so we're just going to do whatever the heck we want to do when we get up there on the DS.
2: Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> oh. That goes right along with us dropping snakes out of black helicopters
2: and you have stocking. stocking
0: cougars up in the Smokies. Yeah. Um, there's a few others. I'm... That,
3: that can make things a
0: lot oh, the
2: the Oh, uh, the push of armadillos is a direct – I saw that one. The push of armadillos is directly because TWA did something and removed some critter that wasn't supposed to be here. And, you know, that and the CWD, they're going to slaughter all the deer and we're yeah. going to start over.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the plan.
4: Well, that sounds
0: easy yes why not yeah.
4: absolutely sure <laughs> <laughs> just start all over
2: i can't believe it. i mean we were talking this morning social media is a good thing but it can also be a very bad it, thing it can it can it can go south real quick
3: and it's unchecked just, just so you know from our standpoint we we love
2: our conservation officers
3: um anyone that we've met we always tell them hey if you're on the water and you see that big blue stealth craft drift boat like say hey i mean definitely stop us and, and talk to us i mean and we'll always have you know cold coke or water for you guys
0: Well good. Uh,
3: the officers work hard they really yeah, they do. do and and we couldn't do what we do without them oh, yeah. i mean they're out there every day
0: and i you know i always refer to the officers that's actually one of the smaller there's only like a, 150 officers out of 700 employees
2: yeah they, but that's the, what everybody thinks and y- sees exactly
0: mm-hmm. they, they don't see all the scientists that are behind the scenes doing all the work no they don't um
2: the biologists the statisticians the uh, what is it when you have to order stuff? The people who do the ordering, The there's a word for it. I can't think of it. Procurement. Yeah, procurement, all that other. Yeah,
0: I, and, and I mean, the law enforcement's important. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, the conservation side of it, uh, but the, the research and stuff, those guys never get uh, never get seen, per se. They're not yeah. in the green trucks and the black trucks. and oh, That's my other favorite one, all the new trucks we drive. I have I, Somebody said that to me the other day, and I said, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. I said, I've been in an, in a dozen TWRA trucks, and I haven't been in any that had less than 150,000 miles <laughs> on them yet. So shut up. They're, new. It's, it's, mm-hmm. they're I, new.
3: I know a park ranger that just got a brand new truck. <laughs> like
4: a year ago.
2: <laughs> How many miles are you on it?
4: Um, oh, I haven't looked lately. About,
2: <laughs> they're pro- see,
4: I'm almost due for another oil change, so about almost like 14,000, I believe. Oh.
0: Those are hard miles, though. I can. Yeah, those. Yeah, those are
2: tough, outdoor miles, not city miles.
4: Oh no, no, definitely not.
0: (laughs) All right, we're gonna go pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Well, my baby, she's been watching all my hunting videos. She's been itching. She's been begging. She's been wanting.
0: If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com, choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store everyday low prices, no shipping charges and no processing fees Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway Welcome back Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with Southern Pines Guide Service So if you want to fish the elk the duck And later in the year, the Collins, this is a place to call Southern Ponds God Service, Captain Jared DeWright and Just Jesse.
4: Just Jesse.
2: Ranger Jesse.
0: Ranger Jesse. I think that's what I've been called, Ranger Jesse. Okay. You are are a a ranger in the southern Cumberland.
4: South Cumberland. (laughs) It's okay.
0: (laughs) Fiery Gizzard. Fiery Gizzard. Yeah,
4: we'll say Fiery Gizzard.
0: Fiery Gizzard. Uh, (laughs) Um But you are uh, South Cumberland. Yes. Mm-hmm. State Park. Mm-hmm. You've been How long have you been with the, the Park Service?
4: Um, I got hired, well, I mean, if we're going back to the very beginning, I started working at the Boat Dock at Montgomery Bell in 2011, but full-time I've been um, working for the parks since uh, 2014, so almost five years. Is this what
0: you always wanted to do?
4: I've always wanted to do something outside. Okay. Um, didn't quite know what, but once I started working in a park, I, I said, "Yes, this is it."
0: Mm-hmm. I could, I, I, could see that being uh, not only do you get a new truck to drive around, but you, mm-hmm. you know, I waited like five years for that truck. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that.
4: Uh,
0: but it is a, it's, it is a great chance to be outside and do stuff that's enjoyable.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: What's the What's the craziest thing you've seen in the park that you can say on the radio on a family show?
4: <clears throat> well, we just kind of like randomly do uh, patrol the trails. Uh, you know, on a on a weekend, we'll just hit a trail. Cause you'd be surprised by how many people. Um, when I'm just hiking, and I don't do long hikes because I gotta be able to get back to my truck pretty quickly if something happens. Um, but just like in a little two mile stretch of trail, how many people will flag me down and ask me for directions and whatnot? Cause they're they they didn't have a plan. But one of these days I was doing that and uh, somebody saw me on the trail and they were like, are are you, are you looking for the four wheeler? And I was like, there's a four wheeler here. And they were like, yeah, there's a four wheeler. Are you you in uniform? Huh? Are you in uniform? Yes. Mm -hmm. So people know to ask me for questions and that's why we do it to, you know, try to prevent um, accidents and whatnot. But so I asked him, I was like, there's a, there's a four wheeler. So clearly I didn't know about the four wheeler. He's like, yeah, there's a four wheeler in the Creek over there. I was like, it just got a little more interesting. So there's just a four-wheeler in the middle of Fiery Gizzard Creek that happened. It was in the process of being stolen. <laughs> and uh, the person, the person I guess, who was stealing it was riding it on the side of the bluff uh, mm-hmm. of the landowner's property. And then the four-wheeler just started tumbling. Right. And so it fell down the side of the bluff and ended up in our creek. Okay. So essentially that day it was raining four-wheelers. But that was a pretty. That was a pretty crazy day, and the the guy got off the four wheeler as it started tumbling. Um, we never found the guy. I was asking people. I was like, Have you have you seen somebody who's probably pretty beat up? Because <laughs> you know it fell down a bluff. Uh, but we, he he skedaddled out the other side of the bluff before we were able to get there. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty pretty crazy day. <laughs> like four wheelers raining from the sky, basically. There
0: you go. There you go. That is kind of nutty.
4: It was a beautiful day other than that.
2: Yeah. I'm just glad I wasn't fishing the stream down there, you know, just, you know, watching my beautiful cast on a beautiful, holy heck, <laughs> here comes a four-wheeler. <laughs> Interesting.
0: All right. Let's talk a little bit uh, before we uh, wrap up here about your guide service. Uh, you uh, you specialize on the elk. Yes. Which is, uh, again, awesome body water. It, it really is. is. Um wish we had more access points. I'm actually working on that.
3: I know, doesn't TWA own some property like midway through that nine mile mile section that we float, I believe, or maybe TVA?
0: I don't think it's us. Okay.
2: Starts with a T. Just one of y'all. They're all the same to me. No, I'm just
3: kidding. (laughs)
0: But um, if we do own it, that'd be awesome because that's one of the biggest complaints I hear about the elk is it's just there's not a lot of good access and you got one end or the other
3: yeah I can totally agree with that I mean as a guide you know it it is great to be able to be like hey you know you can fish you know maybe a tenth to a quarter of the river right wade fishing and we get the whole rest of it to ourselves but that's not how it should be I mean as a guide service we really want to you know share what we do and
0: so you put in on the south end and come up
3: we put in at a at the Thames Ford Dam access and then float to the Ferris Creek Bridge? Gotcha.
2: Okay. Now there used to be an access a little wet, little further down, but it got it was private property it and was. got shut down because yeah. everybody went over there, dumped their coolers, their trash, yeah. and all this, and the guy finally said, "To heck with this." And, and
3: I mean, you, you can't blame him.
2: No, no, not at all. But I mean, there used to be there used to be more access. But yeah.
0: did he put up a sign because people don't care and they littered my property? I've closed this off so you can no longer access it.
2: No, he put up a sign, no trespassing, and a chain, and he basically just cut off access because people were being jerks.
0: Yeah, but you got to tell people why
2: you're doing that. That's yeah, true.
3: I think it
2: it may help.
0: So yeah, no, I agree. I, I wish we had better access there. I no, really
3: do. It, it'll be awesome if we do get that. Especially, I mean, it's it's a long float. It I is. I mean, e- even when we run the you know the kicker motor to you know give us a little bit of an extra push to the frog water, I mean. It's for for us, you know, the way we fish it. I mean, it's it's going to be a solid eight hours out on the water, and sometimes it'd be nice to do like a half day float there.
0: So, is it is it all fly fishing? Uh, so
3: we are strictly fly fishing. Um, there, say say you know, it's a husband and wife, and they come out, and the husband really enjoys fly fishing, the wife not so much. We we can accommodate for some spinning gear.
0: What well, I was I was thinking about kids. Um, when, when should you get a kid into fly fishing?
2: When the eye-hand coordination's there. That's probably, they'd say, about seven, six, seven, eight.
0: So mm-hmm. you'll be teaching Hunter today, right? Is that what I'm hearing? It's possible. Don't, yeah. Don't need to bring his own little fly rod. He doesn't have
2: one. But. Well, that'll give you a good chance to buy another one. Pretty soon, you'll be. You know, he's got a few guns, and I'm sure he'll have a few rods before, the, <laughs> he's before got, all he's said got, and done. Uh, he's got
0: a lot of rods. He's not fly rods.
2: Oh, okay.
3: You know, and, and with your comment, though, I mean, I'm, I'll i'll make the comment as well drift boat fishing um being a guide you know if if you bring a younger child on it you know we can totally accommodate for that we can get them going but um with a drift boat and you know like indicator fishing you don't have to have a super long cast um that's that's one thing that that i've kind of run into is you get guys out that are newer and uh they feel like they've got to make that 100 foot cast to catch a fish and you know, they forget that, you know, just the leader itself is nine foot. The rod's nine foot. So, you you know, you're almost almost 20 18 feet. Out, feet yeah. yeah, almost 20 feet off the boat right there. And then you add a little bit of fly line. I mean, if you can get out 30 feet total, we'll, we'll get you on fish no problem. And even closer than that. So, it's
2: what I've always said. If you can cast 40 feet, you can fish pretty much anywhere you want yeah.
3: to. And, I mean, honestly, you know, even on the elk and just about everywhere I've been, I mean, when you get those fish, you know, they're within 30 feet. Um, what I kind of found, you know, early on, it's like, oh, I got to be able to make that hundred foot cast. You know, coming from a, a gear background, is what I learned is, yeah, I can make that hundred foot cast, and by the time I do that strip set or hook set, the fish is probably already gone.
2: Oh yeah, there's too, way too much slack.
0: So, so um, I just had a question that just went out completely out of my head.
2: Sorry, sure, I wouldn't. Know I've, I've got had, a question. I would. Okay. Uh, did, a, did you teach her to cast? I did. Okay. And, B, how did y'all meet? Uh,
3: well, th- that's an interesting story. So um, I came up to the Fire Gizzard State Park to camp with some buddies. Um, on my way, I found out that they were all bailing. I, was, I found that out about 30 minutes outside of the park.
4: A bunch of Marines. Yeah.
3: Bailed. They decided not to go because it was going to snow that night. Oh, poor, um, poor babies. So I was like, well.
2: That I'm was Tony there. Sanders, by the way, who just <laughs> said that, not <laughs> Rob Pritula. I just want to go on record and say that.
3: So, um, you know, I get up there, and it's it's pretty bleak. I'm the only one there. set up my tent and everything, and you know it was just we were kind of just going to hang out, so it wasn't like backcountry camp or anything. We actually used a campground. I've been there probably about two hours, and this you know white pickup truck shows up, and this this little park ranger hops out of it, and I'll, I'll let her go on from there.
4: Well, at South Cumberland, we check our campers. Uh, to make sure everybody's where they're, they're supposed to be, everybody's safe, everybody's happy. And uh, during the month of February, there's not a whole lot of people to check on. <laughs> and so I had I had Jared at the Foster Falls campground, and then I had one other group of campers uh, at the Small Wilds campground, which is about two and a half miles from the Foster Falls trailhead. And so I had time to kill. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: she decided <laughs> to harass some campers. So was, she did.
4: And... Yeah, so I, I stopped to talk, and uh, Jared's a pretty chatty person himself as well, and so we got to talking for quite a while, and, I was, and it started getting a little later in the day. I was like, well, I've, I've got these other uh, campers I need to go, go check on. Um, I was like, you, you can come if you want. It's going to be a five-mile hike round trip, and he went with me. So, yeah. That
2: is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And nobody went to jail. That's even better.
4: Nobody <laughs> went to jail.
2: That, that's actually a pretty cool story. That is a great story. <laughs> that's great.
3: Jesse, how many people have you arrested on the part?
4: I arrested one.
0: Was it you? No, 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 no that's, that's where I was going with it.
4: No, the rest of the Marines didn't show up. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we
0: are
5: pretty wild. So.
4: <laughs> He's told me stories. <laughs>
5: we'll be right back.
0: Tony Sanders Outdoors.
2: It sits above the mantle on a cup. Bates fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Bates has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Bates has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty'sFertilizer.com
0: back. Tony Center's Outdoors wrapping it up. I see your reputation has proceeded, to Rob. The police have arrived in force.
2: Yeah, there's about two or three of them out there. I think I may be going back in a police car this afternoon here yeah. end up in the back seat somewhere. I'm not real sure.
0: Well, you've been there before. It's all right. Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, been having a good time here today with Southern Pines Guide Service. And uh, you again, you can check them out. At 931 841 5877. 931 841 5877. SouthernPinesGuideservice.com or on Facebook under the same name. So, guys, thanks for coming in so early.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having us in here.
4: Yeah, it's really been fun.
0: It has been. I got to come check out your park. Uh, you, you you definitely, uh, I think you would make the, the whole nature experience. park experience mm-hmm. i think it'd be kind of interesting and uh, and that's that's definitely part of your job
4: that is that's our that's our favorite part of our job is right. uh, introducing people to the outdoors
0: i'm not doing a five mile hike through fire <laughs> gizzard though, i can tell you that
4: No, that's okay i can i can shorten it i'll give you i have shortcuts <laughs> like
0: a hundred yards
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe not that short and then uh, if you if you want now do you hope to to eventually uh... join the guide actual get out and guiding or or are you going to do that maybe just on weekends or whatever and as park ranger wildlife officers your your job never really stops i mean it's like on Mm -hmm. all the time so i I don't know how you can how how you can make that all work for you i don't know
4: uh well we plan on trying at least um i do plan on guiding in the future Mm -hmm.
0: i think it's important i think uh and and we've seen it several times i think having a a lady to work Mm -hmm. uh, with some ladies, and uh, not just ladies. I'm not limited there, but I think that does make We've seen it with uh, uh, Amy Ray.
2: Yeah, uh, and women in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. and
0: and you do some of that stuff
2: now already, right?
4: I do. I have a backpacking trip coming up in May. I call it Women in the Wilderness, and this is going to be my fifth year leading this trip, um, getting women more comfortable backpacking. So having a female leader can make introduce like Absolutely. getting into something less intimidating.
0: I think oh, I agree one hundred percent. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I hope you, I hope it goes well for you. Oh, thank you. All right, Robert, we got about a minute and a half here.
2: Okay, sounds good. I can run over the calendar here real quick, hopefully, which is not opening because for some reason the computer shut down on me here for a moment.
0: Well, we know today is uh, the.
2: Ducks Unlimited. Ducks
0: Unlimited, uh, Green Wings event, sponsored by Sportsman's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. Starts at 11 o'clock. Covey Creek Farms, go to the first exit in Georgia, take a right, go about a mile, and you'll see the signs. Can't miss it, be there. You don't want to miss it, be a ball. Be a lot of fun. And then... Um,
2: Dream tournament coming up on May 4th.
0: Yep, we'll be live out at Chester Frost Park. Our favorite remote of the year, mm-hmm. being out there at the at the actual blast off. And then
2: June 6th is the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation at Alhambra Shrine starting at 5 p.m. It's the 6th. I thought it was earlier. Uh, sorry, June 1st. June Think 1st. So. Sorry.
0: Don't don't let reading. It's yeah. the fundamental skill.
2: Yeah, it opens up all kinds of new doors.
0: All right. <laughs> we'll call it. We'll call it that. Jay and Jay, thank you so much. Thank Jesse, you for having Jared, us. Jared, thank you so much for having us. It has me. been fun. and. uh look forward to uh, to getting to see you guys succeed and grow in in the future that's awesome definitely yeah. definitely
3: looking to get you guys out on the river with us too oh see what that, we do that's firsthand.
0: oh yeah arm was twisted enough I'll be there <laughs> all right we're out of here Tony Sanders outdoors see you next week
1: I get a little farm pond buzz, sound the gravel when I'm backing up Pull-
0: you have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders outdoor show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.